Welcome to The Curious Idealist. Let's hop into the rabbit hole and explore how we can bring the ideal to life. And we're back for another episode of The Curious Idealist. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I have Melissa from Hopeful Simplicity. Melissa provides a less stressed lifestyle that focuses on organizing which is something that I could definitely use some help with. So me inviting you to this episode, Melissa, is completely selfish. Uh, I am willing to admit it. And so we are going to go down this rabbit hole and uh, see if we can pull out some great actionable ways that me and anyone who happened to listen to this can lead that less stressed lifestyle and focus a little bit more on organizing. Welcome, Melissa. Hello, friend. I'm so excited. My pocket friend. And so I'm super excited for one because I feel like you're a friend that I've always had and just never known until now. And also because of what you do. So can you go ahead and share a little bit about how you're adding value to the world right now? Yeah, I get to help people shift that overwhelm. A lot of when it comes to home management or running a business from it's all on me to a home team lead for success. So no longer am I in charge of everything when it comes to like pe- places and things. Now the whole family, kids included, have that responsibility. The same concept for anybody that runs a business. Yes, it's your business, but everybody's here to be a team and everybody's here to be more productive, save time, save money. And overall, that lets us be less stressed because it's not all on us anymore. That's what I do. <laughs> I love that. And I think that the the goal, the dream for most, uh, specifically with moms, I'd say, is to get to that point. And I know a lot of us struggle with that. So can you kind of walk me through like, where where did you start and how did you get to where you are with this to where you're not only do it for yourself, but are able to help other people with it? Yeah. So I started because I lived it. I was asked what's for dinner. And that that question sent me over the edge. I no longer cared. If anyone else in the house I lived with ate, I don't even care. I didn't care because why is everybody asking me? Why are you asking me where your keys are? Why are you asking me where your homework is? Why are you asking me what's for dinner? Do you not, do you not eat? So that question in itself set my sarcastic anger over the edge. But I didn't want to be that person. I didn't. I want to be happy. I want to be hopeful. I want to, you know, enjoy coming home and I don't want to live resentful and anger and dislike the people I'm coming home to. So we started changing things. We started changing the harsh chemicals we use because I would have a panic attack if I used a chemical wipe, like a bleach wipe on the table and then my son would touch it. I would freak out. I'm like, oh crap, he's going to touch it. Now you're going to touch your face and then you're going to have that chemical that sent me into anxiety, like anxiety spirals I didn't want. So we started swapping products and then realizing that we had, you know, product overload. Oh, we bought the next best thing, right? Everything's $12.99 and gonna change your life. It never cleans so much. And then I got rid of all that stuff and I have like four bottles. Oh, I have product overwhelm. And that can translate to, I have too much stuff. I have too many clothes. I have not too many books or shoes because it's not a thing, but you know, like what you're actually consuming and what you're actually bringing in really, really came out of the stress and the care. And I 
shifted it to, no, I don't have to live like this. No, I don't have to be the only one managing. I don't have to be the only one doing. And then being a mom, like, it's my job to raise my child to be a productive human. Do not call me when you're an adult because you don't know how to do that. I'm sorry. I, I did you a disservice. I didn't help you achieve all your potential in managing your own life. So all those layers just came into things had to change. I knew the things that I needed to change. And so we just started doing it one, one tiny space at a time. And it, I mean, we did it in like 15 minutes a day because we don't have time for that. I don't have more time than that. So that's, that's kind of, this all came about because I lived it. And then I realized I'm not the only one in the suck. Does that make sense? That makes sense. <laughs> that absolutely makes sense. I love that term, in the suck, <laughs> because I totally get that. So the 15 minutes a day thing, how did you, how did you get the family on board with that? Like to all commit to that 15 minutes a day? It is the commercial breaks. So yeah, we could totally sit down and watch that hour-long program of whatever, you know, nerd them we fall down. And then before we tell Netflix to automatically play it, how much can we get done? But we focus it in one small space. You know what? I'm just going to dump all my energy into the utensil drawer today and it's going to be better than it was. It's not going to be perfect. That's not a thing. And it's not going to be $50. Oh, I got to go to the store and get this. I've got to go get that cute container. I got to, no, no, we're just going to make it better. Because that's all the commercial breaks told us to do. <laughs> You're like a, like a badass version of Marie Kondo. <laughs> I work 40 plus hours of the house. I have a kid who's active. I have my own business. I'm like the Marie Kondo that doesn't have eight hours a day to organize. Or to sell boxes. Or to sell boxes or to fold my stuff. I do like folding my stuff, but I don't require that to everybody in the house. I keep that in my crazy drawer. <laughs> I like that. So you've you've uh, gone through this transformation of your own life. How long did that take you to get from craziness to organized? <laughs> from, from from chaos to organized? Like, what was that? What was that timeline like? Just doing it like a little bit at a time. It took the better part of a year. Because we do tackle one small space at a time and doing that, it's going to take time, right? And no point of our programming do we have, I'm going to organize the kitchen. No, but we also, the journey includes like we declutter, right? That's just one day. We're just going to declutter. Another day, we're going to organize. And then while we're building those systems, we're going to figure out how everybody can manage it. So our pantry, I would love a pantry with a door and all the, you know, like perfectly labeled white mason jars with the bamboo tops, but I have a 12 year old. So that's not a thing. Like that's just not a thing. So while we are shifting the systems, we find compromises for everybody's organizing style. So now we have really big bins in those compromised areas. Like the pantry, we just have Dollar Tree bins, no lids. Like that's not going to be a thing in 90% of our compromised areas because at no point in time is someone going to take a lid off to put it back properly. They're just going to set it on the shelf. And then we're back to the mom stressed out. So we decluttered, we've organized, we compromised to see what will work for everybody, but we also build the habits. 
right? So I don't, if I get the peanut butter jar out, it doesn't stay on the countertop. It habit in place goes back to where it, where it belongs. It goes back to the home. And it's home is organized for everybody to maintain. I'm checking right now because I think there might be a peanut butter container on my counter. Yeah. It's, it's so much more than just organizing. It is literally a lifestyle. You have to have habits. You have to maintain systems. Organizing is not just one day you're done because you're constantly growing. You're constantly bringing stuff in. You're constantly taking things out and you're constantly being a human. It's a, it's a lifestyle option. I, I completely see what you mean. That makes total sense. And I would love to choose this option for my lifestyle. So how do I stop myself from not putting things back? I'll give you a small example. So my desk, I'm not even going to pan the camera around because it would it would make you like jump in a car and run over to my house. I have spots. I have some some different containers. I have some things that I keep things in. And, um, you know, every couple of weeks, I'll like clear off my desk, put all the things in the places that they belong. And then immediately, like one day it's a pen. The next day it's a pen and a bottle of nail polish. The next day it's a pen, a bottle of nail polish and a deodorant stick. <laughs> it's a pen, a bottle of nail polish, deodorant stick. And uh, what is that? Concealer. I'm literally saying things that I put on on my desk and I'll put back. So the point is gradually over time, it spreads. And I don't purposely like leave these things on my desk. If I'm thinking about it, I'll put this nail polish thing back into its container over there. But in the moment when I put this stuff down, I'm not thinking about it. It's completely automatic. There's no, and I don't realize I've even done it until I look around and my desk is just full. So how do I break myself of that? No. <laughs> it's intentional, ugly conversations with yourself. I like me. Right? I know, but... But when you have all this stuff out visually, it's visual chaos for a cluttered mind. So you're visually seeing it. So there's no emptiness. There's no organization. There's no <sighs> moment. And you don't even realize that all that visual clutter is going to be mental clutter too. So it's having the hard conversation of, okay, <sighs> I just want to roll out of bed and I don't really want to work out today, but I'm going to. I freaking hate doing dishes because, ill, but I deserve a clean sink. I'm in my workspace. I want to be productive. I'm more productive if I have a clear space. Everything, look, I got a bin right there for nail polish. Two seconds. Right, so it's having the realization of this is what I need to change. I'm going to make an actual effort to change it. You're going to miss days and it's not going to be like, well, I missed it. Forget it. I'm just going to get fat again. Forget <laughs> it. The whole system's gone to crap. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where people get defeated. Well, I try to get organized. I bought containers. Now I'm just messy. Are you though? Or we just haven't found the system that works for you. That's probably part of the problem because I try different systems. And I, maybe I just haven't found the right one. What does that look like? Like, how do I, how do I figure out what the right system is? There's basically four different systems and it's broken down. Do you need to see your stuff or not see your stuff? And that can be different for different spaces. If I don't see my paperwork, that's it. It ain't getting done. But if I see my socks, it will send me over the edge. So you either have to see it or you don't have to see it. But you also are very detailed or very not detailed. I'm a very detailed person. A file cabinet is my 
happy spot because it's not only behind a hidden drawer, but it's very detailed inside. I can put 60 different things with cute little labels and, you know, right there's the January home payment. There's the January electronics payment, right? Those things are like me. But if you aren't a detailed organizer, something like that, it's not going to work for you. You probably have a pile on top of the file cabinet. You just need a bin with no lid that says bills paid. Done. You drop them in when the bills are paid. And guess what? They're in order. That January is going to be on the bottom. December is going to be on the top. You just, you got in your own way putting a lid on there. You got in your own way trying to fit into my box of I need a file cabinet because that's what the world tells me I need. Or no, just put a bin on top of the file cabinet and just drop your paid bills in there. I mean, you're a creative, so you could probably do like a shelf full of really cute bins and be like, mic gear, earbuds, paperwork, recordings I have to do. And each of them could have a label. You just drop stuff as you go. Because then it's literally three minutes and your desk is clear. What about the stuff that doesn't fall into a category? Because I feel like I could have a lot of junk drawers, only I could have like a junk drawer and a junk bin and a junk shelf and then another junk drawer and then like a sub bin to the main bin. And it's all just stuff. You have Rando's box. <laughs> in my in my son's toys, he's got there's action figures and then there's, you know, building blocks and then there's cars and vehicles and then there's random because, you know, you're going to dump all the random things that my junk drawer, I'm not going to lie, my junk drawer is one of my favorite drawers in my house. And it has been for years because I don't have batteries in there. I don't have a lot of office supplies in there. I don't keep random tiny micro category things in one spot so i'd rehome it i have one in my kitchen it's got scissors it's got lighters it's got a couple of markers and it's got the trash bags in my cup holders that's random but i've pulled out everything else and rehomed it to where it's more successful so maybe finding like broader categories, office things or stationary and pets. I actually, the one thing that I have been able to do consistently, and you're going to laugh because of the the joke that's around my pen course. If you don't know about my pen course, go back, listen to the last episode. That was, where, that, that was hilarious. <laughs> if you haven't heard about my pen course, you can listen to the episode on that. But I actually do have one drawer that I consistently keep pens and markers in and it's right here i keep it close to me because i don't know if you know this about me melissa but i am a pen expert i say pens it's actually if we're gonna be specific it's more of a pen marker combination but literally i have a whole drawer that's just (laughs) different writing instruments but that is one thing that i've been able to be consistent about so i have the majority of them in there but then i do have a cup on my desk as well with the few that i use most often you just need you just need broad like macro type categories. Writing sticks, bam. Batteries, bam. You don't need to be inside. The, well, I won't show you my drawer. That's got like containers inside the drawer. But that's my thing, you know, right? You need a broader system so you can top and go. I need a place to put containers too because of trying to figure out what a good way for me to organize this. I I see organizers and I want them like different containers and and systems and I want all the things. <laughs> It's yeah. And, and that's normal. Like I have clients that are like, I got these containers. Why don't they work for me? I was like, because it's a good <laughs> container and you're a non-visual organizer. 
if I had clear containers all over my house, and I mean, like, that's just clear, but like, you know, sometimes they're really cute with the basket weed, but you can still see the stuff inside. I couldn't do it. I That would cause me so much anxiety. I would lose it. I don't care how cute Target tells me it is. I couldn't do it. But then we have container clutter because now you bought these 12 different things that are going to change your life, but it's not right for you. That's not, that's not your right stuff. That's why I, I am consistent about having to talk to a client before we start your organizing journey, because I need to know, are you clear containers or are you like, give me a door kind of containers? Because if we don't know your, we're wasting our time just organizing. Cause then you're, then you're going to call me in a month be like, nothing made it back into the container. Yeah. Cause you got a lid. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. you. Lids are not for you. It's not right. It's not wrong. But then if you go and you buy like 40 containers because they're going to change your life and you're going to finally get organized, but it's the wrong style, you just wasted your money. Lids are not for me. Uh, I think that's one one learning that I'm going to take out of this. When I take stuff out that has a lid on it, it does end up staying on my desk and I don't end up putting it away because I don't want to like pull out the bin that's on top of it and open it up. I need to figure something out instead of stacking them on top of each other. Cause I've got like some bins that are like on a underneath here shelf. There's three of them there. And so if I take something out of one of those, that's the nail polish thing that it never goes back into. Cause I have a small one for just two or three that I would use most often. And then the rest under there. If I had a regular container without a lid, I could just toss them back up and toss them in there. So I like taking containers, especially like a milk crate. You would take it. Normally you have it where the, the hole is on the top. I like to flip it on its side because then you can stack them but then you can get like the the fold boxes like the 10 by 10 fold boxes and they slide in and out of there so now you have lidless drawers inside a container that costs what like what is it two dollars for a milk crate i love doing things like that it's like a cubby thing that you just created on your own i'm gonna need a visual i need like some pictures of this so that I can try to try that style of uh, organizing. <laughs> kind of like this, this right here. Can you see these? These red boxes I have back here. I've got a cube system, but they're red boxes without lids. So if, if, I'm, if I'm in creative mode, if I'm in go mode, all of those are like three quarters of the way pulled out, but I can just throw stuff back in them when I'm done. Oh, I'm done making that wax. Toss it over there. And then I just push him back in. I love that idea. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I'm going to work on that. One thing that, that you mentioned that you do with your clients, you ask the questions on the front end. What I'd really love to hear about is an example of your most challenging situation and going to like help somebody get organized. What did that look like and how did that go? That was a lesson learned of I need to talk to people before I waste my time. Because if you're not ready to work and you're not ready to let go of some stuff, call me when you are. I help people that took multiple home families and moved into one. And so now you have multiple sets of all the things. But then you have that resentment of, well, why do I want to let go of my stuff? Why don't we let go of your stuff? Why do we, why do I want to let go of this stuff? Okay. But do we really need four sets of pots and pants? Do, do we? Because there's five burners. So I don't need like 12 pods the same size. But but the difficult part was nobody wanted to like, oh, these are my things. We're keeping my things. 
So when you have multiple people saying we're keeping my things, okay, well, that, that's, a, that's a business owner lesson going, okay, I need to vet those people better because they're not ready to work yet. And it's difficult to be hopeful and kind when I was like, somebody's got to give here. You're, you're paying us for a service that you don't want to work on. And that, I mean, that was difficult leaving with nothing's changed. Right. And nobody wants to change stuff. Well, I put the cups there. Why can't, oh, so I did it wrong. And it's just, I mean, it's people's stuff. It's your stuff. It's your things. You, you don't want to move it and you don't want to feel like you did it wrong just because somebody came in. It's hard. I gotta imagine that would have been difficult, like going in and not being able to accomplish what you're there to do. What about like a, a situation where somebody was ready to make the change and you walk in and it's like hoarder central? Have you ever had anything like that? Or I try to avoid hoarders like it's my job <laughs> because there there's conversations that have to be done prior to that. Like, okay, but why? The whys of why you became a hoarder, how you became a hoarder, and why you feel it necessary to buy all this stuff is not my degree. There is some deep psychological stuff that needs to happen. Now, I am happy if you're like, can we just tackle my kitchen table? Yes, absolutely. What is the goal for your kitchen table and how do we get there? I can help you with that. If the conversations haven't been had of like the mental ones, that's a problem. But people that are ready to work I think when you call a professional organizer like me that the picture in your head sometimes gets, that image gets burst. I am very happy and healthy and hopeful and know that in a year, you're going to be super more organized, right? You're going to be more organized. You're going to be less stressed. You're going to be like, okay, this might actually work for a change. But that is all coded with a side of snark. Like, no, no, no. Okay, I'm here. We're going to work. You've missed your moment. I did it with my mom's closet. And I remember her face. Well, well, I was still thinking about it. I was like, no, you've missed your moment. Yes or no? Nope, time's up. Sorry, you lost it. So working with people, they're, they're in your head. This is going to be great. I'm going to get organized. This is going to be fun. And I'm like, you are taking too much time. If you hold your stuff and you have to justify why you have it, you're going to tell yourself you're going to need it. Oh, I spent the money. Oh, I may use it one day. I mean, mm -mm. no, I had a line with like way too many cheese graters. And I'm like, you don't need four of the exact same thing. One was completely <laughs> rusted and the other, they were identical. No, never mind that they had like other ones, like an electronic one and like the eight sided one. No, never mind. They had those two. We're talking the exact same thing that you get at the gadget wall at the supermarket. Is this someone who was like a cheese connoisseur, a chef, or some sort of like nope. cheese, like cheese nope. chef? No, no, nope. um, nope. just in case one of the other twelve breaks. I am hard on myself. If I can replace something for twenty dollars or less within twenty minutes, I can let it go, and then I'm super stingy with my money because I'm like, mm, or can I use something else? I had an apple core, you know, like it, it cut it into those six different things, and but I was. Just short enough that it was awkward to try to use on the counter height. So I started using a paring knife because I'm a problem solver because I have a paring knife all the time in the drawer. So then I could declutter that thing. I have one of those too. And so there's out of there, there it's got like four different things on there. I only use the one that does the apple coring. 
And I, the other three, I just keep moving to different spots out of the way. Yeah. See, why, why not just, as soon as we're done with this call, I'm going to go throw the other pieces in the trash. That's my hopeful. <laughs> All right. If there's somebody out there who happens to listen and they have this goal of getting organized, but they aren't sure where to start, what would be the very first super simple thing somebody could do that would have the biggest impact? I always encourage a paper box. Whether you are a homeowner with a family, single, on your business, anything like that, you've always got papers coming in. So I always encourage starting with a paper box. So if you've got the mail coming in, it gets dropped in the box. If you've got stuff coming in from work, it gets dropped in the box. You empty the folder, it gets dropped in the box. And then when you set up your box, you schedule time with yourself to sit down and go through that box. Once a week, I go through and I process everything inside our paper box. I pay the bills. I file the paperwork. I remember to sign that paper form for the kids, teacher, whatever. But regardless of what it is, even if you're like, oh, I needed that paper for school today, mom. Do you know where it is? Yes. Yes, I do know where it is because it's in the paper box. It might not be complete. It might not, but you have a home. So now you don't have a pile on your kitchen table and in the counter and then in the backpacks and you don't have crap everywhere. It's got a home. So I always say start there. Paper box. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I'm notorious for having lots of papers. I got papers. I got notebooks. I got note cards. <laughs> you have all the things. I have I have all the things. Uh, so I love that idea. Paper yeah. Now you have to be accountable. This is this is part of the lifestyle. You have to be accountable to be the successful, productive adult and go through that box once a week. You're gonna miss a week. That's fine. Vacation happens, you get a cold, the kids exist. Whatever, you're going to miss a week, but you have to consistently go through it. And then over time, you'll be in the mode. Yeah. Angel, I'm hopeful that you'll be my accountability buddy and hold me accountable for at least my first few weeks to, to, well, first of all, hold me accountable to get a paper box and then then hold me accountable to go through it. Have you read David Allen's book, Getting Things Done? I don't think so, but I did hear that you have a container problem, so I'm pretty sure you don't. You've already got something for your papers. That's a good point. Okay, so implementing the paper box system, implementing a paper box. Hold me accountable for that. David Allen, he's got a book called Getting Things Done. And it's, I thought it's really interesting what you said about having the paper box because it kind of reminds me of, he's got this model for productivity and it starts with having a capture tool. That's the first step is having like having a capture tool or having a set of specific capture tools that you use to capture all of your information. And so in this example, it's the paper box. And so the next step after that is having dedicated scheduled time with yourself to clarify. And that's the sorting through the paper box going mm-hmm. through. And I think in his terminology, he mentioned uh, you're like calling it your inbox, but not talking about like your email inbox, but like having your inbox, your intake place, your capture tool. And then going through and clarifying that, having scheduled dedicated time that you commit to yourself the same way that you commit time to other people in your calendar, giving yourself the same respect that you give to other people. So I I think it's really interesting. The journey that you've been on has kind of gotten you to this place where it's right aligned with David Allen's book, which is also, it's now developed into a full course from Vital Smarts. So that's all, that's really interesting. There's another thing that I really like from, from David Allen's stuff that kind of aligns with your like just 15 minutes thing, this two minute rule. 
if it takes less than two minutes, just go ahead and do it. Because the time it takes to like write something down or put it in your calendar or make a note or add it to a list. And then the time it takes to later go back, find it, and then remember where you were at in that headspace. It's so much easier to just get it done in that two minutes. That's one thing that I have been able, I have been pretty good about implementing a lot more of in my life over the last few years since I read that is the two minute rule. If it takes less than two minutes, just go ahead and do it. I love all of that. They did take my note. That's what I was doing. I said, let me just write that down <laughs> because post-its and pens are right there. <laughs> but part, so I am a hyperactive, what do we say? A hyperactive squirrel, I think is what we've called me before. Because I like, I could do, I could do this in two minutes and then I can do that in two minutes and then I can do that. And so two hours later, I'm like, oh, I do have a family. Sorry. I like two minute chunks because I'm in a room and I'm like, Oh, what's five minutes, right? Oh, what's 10 minutes? It's funny. So that's that's why I am very strict on myself about the 15. But if it's a quick thing, so I don't do dishes alone. We have a dishwasher that doesn't work. So dishes are now, we do dishes. So we're spending time together. We'll put music on or we'll put a book on because I know that's more than two minutes. But I also know if I'm in here alone, five squirrels are going to go by and I won't remember to see you today. So I love the ideal of the two minutes, but I I know for somebody programmed like me, I need to be going all the time. I could be productive all the time. Who needs sleep? There's coffee. But I need to intentionally be aware of that. I want to spend time with my son, not be productive. So if we're going to work on a space, we're going we're to work on a space. So then I'm being productive, but I'm also getting that more than two minutes together. Being productive together. I love that. <laughs> now, if I can figure out how to get my son to focus on being productive with me. So my son, we do the dishes and I convinced him to start doing this because he chooses the audiobook we listen to. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of how that might translate to my eight-year-old. He got to choose when I started so honest story, my son has been doing his own laundry since he's eight. And I gave him, we had our habit page. I said, cool, what day? Pick a day, pick a marker color. And so I started knocking stuff off my shelf because I got excited. Sorry, <laughs> it's natural product, so it's fine. So he picked, I think he originally picked like on Monday. Right now he's got a Thursday because that worked with his activity schedule. So he's like, okay, I'm doing Thursdays. I'm like, great. So I get home from work and I'm like, oh, okay, well, dinner's on. Let's look at your laundry. So we shifted his closet. He doesn't hang a thing. He doesn't fold. He doesn't match socks. He does not give a crap if he goes to school wrinkly or not. That was a hard thing for me. But I gave him the tools and I stopped being mean. And so I mean by that of, okay, it's Thursday. He didn't get his laundry in the washer. I'm like, hey, did you remember to do that? Oh, okay. Well, when you can hit save or go ahead and hit pause, if that's a game, that's a game with a pause, go ahead and hit pause and let's do that. But then when he does it, it's, hey, good job. And then it's, hey, did you remember to move that to the dryer? Hey, did you get those out of your dryer? And then the follow-up is, I have the next day of my laundry. It's like, I bet I can get my clothes put away faster than you. We know I can't because it's not going to be folded into matching squares and color-coded, but... Appealing to the competition. Yes. And then he got to 
cross off his right. He got to he got to fill in his bubble with his blue marker on the habits chart. And then over time, he got to earn himself an extra hour on his electronics device on the weekend. Because normally I'm like, okay, you literally have your stoner face on. You're in the electronic coma. It's time to come up out of it. I'm like, look, you've got six colored in bubbles. Great job. Have an extra hour, buddy. And then I got to sit down and read a book. (laughs) But I had to I had to let go of the control of what do you mean you aren't going to hang up all your shirts and match your socks? That's wrong. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's just my style, not his. That's how we did it. And now he does the dishes with me because he gets to pick the book. Now he does the laundry on his own because I don't have to. Angel, you don't have to touch a dirty sock from a child. I don't want to touch a teenage boy anything. Just saying. (laughs) But the hard part is not being like, why can't you just? That's the hard part. Why can't you just put paper in the paper box? Paper box right there. It's sitting right there next to the paper that you just put on the counter. You can't come at it like they'll be like, you know what? Thank you for entering your folder. Tomorrow, can we try to do this instead? No, nobody's going to be like, good job, mom. That's when you come to mommy here. You come to Hopeful Central and we'll be like, yeah, you did. Get it. The hard part is the conversations and being nice about it. Do you have a a mom support group already for situations like that? Most of our community is female. I mean, I love, I love the guys we have in the group. And Mondays, Mondays we do a a meal plan Monday post. And you get like the same, and I will, I will go in and be like, excuse me, um, Deanna and Kim, I don't see your pictures. And I'll tag people that are normally posting. But I do follow back up. I'm like, good job. Good job. You have three carry out dinners you have two takeouts good job because you planned it so we're yeah we our hopeful community is just like that's fine you'll get back to that habit next week it's fine take your time we got a whole community come on in (laughs) i love it i love it that's fantastic all right i have another question for you and this is completely unrelated do you have a guilty pleasure tv show one that you wouldn't normally admit that you like to watch Oh, I have no guilty pleasure. All my nerddom is on the outside. So yeah, pretty much anything, any nerdtastic thing that falls out. Like I just finished Loki because last week was the last episode, right? Witcher comes out in December. I can't wait for season two and I will watch season one in preparation for season two. When Lucifer season six comes on, I will watch one, two, three, four, five and be like, I'm ready. No, I have, I have no guilty pleasures because I'm just me. Genuine and authentic. I love it. (laughs) All right. So I have one last question. And this is a question that I like to ask everyone that uh, that I interview. If you had 10 seconds to share a message with the world. It's only 10 seconds. But when that message goes out, it would go out to everyone in the world. And not only would they hear you, but they would truly internalize your message, like really like take it and run with it. But it's only 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. What would that message be? You are not messy. You are not lazy. Just need to find your style for success. Stay hopeful. Holy crap, that was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much, Melissa. If anyone is listening to this and they want to track you down and get you to help them get organized and be less stressed, how can they find you? We are on all the social platforms under Hopeful Simplicity. All that information is on my website, hopefulsimplicity.com. And what can they come to you for? Pretty much anything organizing. 
So we do organizing sessions. We do organizing consultations. And I even have a natural product line to eliminate some chemical stresses of life. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining me on The Curious Idealist and for helping me with my curiosity into how to get organized and live a more ideal life when it comes to my space. I appreciate you so much for being here. Thanks, Angel. Be curious, be kind, and go to CuriousIdealist.com to subscribe to the show.